I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. How bad is number two on In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Touchdown, Atlanta! What is up? I cannot contain myself right now. How about them Hawks, baby? What a game that was on Monday night. Game four, uh, we are down 2-1 in the series against the 76ers. We're down at halftime by like 15 points after a terrible first half. Come out in the second half and uh, come back and win the game to tie the series 2-2. Dude, this is absolutely awesome as an Atlanta fan. Uh, we haven't had anything really solid to cheer about the past several years. Uh, so to have um, these Atlanta Hawks going off like they are, especially when it was so unexpected uh, after firing your coach halfway through the season then to sneak into the playoffs and then be competing in the the second round Uh, dude this is awesome Uh, Trey Young is absolutely balling out there a lot of 76ers fans out there talking shit um, about Trey Young and his balding but he's balling on you Uh, Joel Embiid what a soft made player Dude, that that guy hunts for fouls as much as Trey Young does. And and Trey Young 6'1. Joel Embiid, you're seven foot. Act like you're seven foot, dude. Ben Simmons is a chump too. He got worked in the second half. Uh, dude, this is absolutely awesome to be a part of, man. As an Atlanta Falcons fan, as an Atlanta sports fan, I know this is a Falcons podcast, but I gotta show some love uh to our NBA team. Uh dude, look. Everybody out there listening, we shouldn't be there right now. We're not supposed to be at this point in the playoffs. We should have never made the playoffs based off the team that we have and how young we are. And to be, uh, you know, with with a coach that took over halfway through the season, and to be in the second uh, series of the of the uh, NBA playoffs, dude, that's crazy, man. Uh, So everything, you know, after that first uh, series in the playoffs, dude, it's it's a bonus. And uh, you know you gotta you gotta want to be a part of this um, if you're any type of a sports fan whatsoever uh, with Atlanta sports uh, because it's absolutely awesome to watch, man. Trey Young, John Collins uh, had the game of his life uh, for a playoff game and the stage that it was on for what he did in that second half as well. Bogdan Bogdanovich is probably the most consistent player that we have uh, right now in the playoffs. This is just awesome to watch, man. Make sure you guys tune in and be a part of this because you don't want to miss it. Uh, We got Game 5 tomorrow, Wednesday, um, at Philadelphia, and then we come back Friday, um, hopefully uh, playing to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. But um, fun stuff to be a part of, man. Uh, Everybody tune in for that. But I understand this is an Atlanta Falcons podcast, and we're going to be talking about the Atlanta Falcons. I missed my intro because I'm so fired up. My name's Jesse Head. This is episode 19 of the Heads Up Podcast, and we're going to be digging into that cap space that we have. We're going to be talking about some of the free agent uh, options that we have out there for ourselves. 
A lot of big names on that list. It's so crazy to look at the list that's there and, and the fact that those guys don't have a spot on a roster. The turnover rate in the NFL is, is just it's freaking crazy, man. Um, but uh, absolutely uh, some solid guys on there for us to go and uh, add to our roster to uh, help bolster some of those weak spots, add some veterans and some areas where we need some leadership and uh, give some solid guys out there some second opportunities. Minicamp is wrapping up this week. Arthur Smith uh, spoke to the media. Uh, spoke a lot um, about just this at this point in in the uh, this phase, if you will, is, is what they refer to it as. Is really about getting the players um, ingrained in the scheme and learning uh, the scheme that they're putting forth, and so that when training camp comes, these guys are ready to go full tilt. Um, you know, in learning what they're trying to do with the team um, from a schematic standpoint. Um, Calvin Ridley also spoke uh, to the media as well. Talked about how he did not feel pressure. Um, to step up and be the number one wide receiver. He felt like, he said that he felt like he's been primed for this, being around veterans of the NFL like Julio Jones, uh, Mohamed Sanu. And he said that there's a lot of guys in that room that are going to be able to step up and shine um, within this offense. So uh, fired up for that. But guys, we're going to talk about these free agents. Uh, had to plug them at them Atlanta Hawks. Man, I might fuck around and start an Atlanta Hawks podcast if they keep playing this well. Um, but man, we're going to get into these free agents. Some solid names out there. We're going to talk about uh, what guys make the most sense for us to sign and um, you know, talk a little bit about the, the profile and history on them. It, injury, a lot of them are injury-related, that they're not signed. Uh, some of them are the, they're the older guys, and they're questioning what they've got left in the tank and things like that. So we're going to get into that right now. You guys have heard me talk about Airport Vapes before. They're premier provider for all your vaping needs in Atlanta. They've got vape mods, tons of vape flavors. They've got a CBD line called Hollum's Hemp's. They've got tincture lines. They've got gummies. They've got uh, tincture lines for your pets. They've got all kinds of stuff. you got to go in there and check these guys out. Go in there and ask for Kurt. Kurt's the owner. He's an expert on all this stuff. He has dedicated his life to this store and making sure that he provides the best products in the Atlanta area. Go over there and check them out. They're located on Lang Avenue in Hapeville, Georgia. So one thing this list does, guys, is make me feel old as shit. A lot of these guys were dudes that, uh, and a lot of my listeners will be able to relate to this, but uh, a guy, guys that we grew up watching that we saw get drafted and we saw become superstars in the NFL, and now they're washing out of the league or were unsuccessful. Um, so it's kind of crazy to see that as you look at this list. But uh, the first name that comes to mind to, for me, you know, when I'm looking at this list. And this is no particular order, guys. These are just guys that pop out. Uh, it's kind of difficult when you're looking at all these free agents to try to put them in order and who would be best, especially with, you know, we have a lot of areas that we could add to. But first guy on my list is Justin Houston. Obviously, awesome pass rusher, uh, 32 year, years old, 11 years in the NFL, so has a ton of experience under his belt. Um, this is a guy that is still pretty productive for his age. A veteran pass rusher. Uh, that we could add to an obviously um, inexperienced uh, pass rushing unit, if you will. Uh, there's a lot of guys on that list that could use some uh, veteran uh, help in the locker room. kind of reminds me of the situation when we signed Dwight Freeney for one year. Um, and he, uh, in the 2016 year when we went to the Super Bowl, 
a lot of people credit him for Vic Beasley's big year. He had like 15 sacks that year, led the NFL in sacks. Um, and a lot of people credit that to, to Dwight Freeney's teachings and uh, all the pointers that he was giving him. So I think Dwight Freeney could come in and be a uh, kind of like a – it's always awesome to have a veteran pass rusher on your squad or a veteran, you know, any personnel position or whatever you want to say, but to have somebody that can really serve almost as like an assistant coach. Uh, somebody that knows the tips to give, knows what works for them, and and can prov- provide that to um, his fellow teammates. And I think that uh, Justin Houston could certainly be that guy. Dwight Freeney uh, worked wonders for us in the locker room uh, with some of the uh, younger uh, younger pass rushers that we had and younger linebacker, uh, or excuse me, defensive end unit that we had at the time. Um, past five seasons for Justin Houston, he's had he had eight sacks in 2020. 11 sacks in 2019, 9 sacks in 2018, 9 sacks in 2017, and 4 sacks in 2016 because he got injured. So this is a dude that's obviously still extremely productive um, as a pass rusher. So I I think that this would be a really, really good guy to add to the unit. Kind of sign him on a one-year deal, and if he's still productive, uh, keep him on the squad. Uh, to teach some of these younger pass rushers that we have already and that we bring in in the future. I think that would be a great addition. Another guy that pops out looking at that free agent group is Malik Hooker. Uh, Still a very young guy. Drafted 15th overall in the first round in 2017. Kind of a ball hawk safety. This guy started off his uh, career in the NFL, and everybody thought he was going to be a superstar. Fast forward to uh, week seven of the 2017 season, tears his ACL and MCL um, after having three picks uh, to start out that year and uh, catastrophic for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, obviously. Um, And then after that, it was kind of really never the same. Uh, He never really played in every single game after that of any season. And then he had a meniscus tear in 2019, so a lot of people say there's a ton of liability around um, signing him with his injuries and everything like that. Uh, but at this point, you could sign him for a very, very cheap deal and bring him into a room that could use some depth. Um, our, our safety room is obviously an area that we could add some talent to, uh, especially a guy that's got a ton of upside and there's not much to lose. And I think we could sign him extremely cheap, sign him, and then possibly another guy on this list uh, to bring in and see what we can make happen. But really like the idea of getting Malik Hooker in and just seeing what he has left in the tank um, or seeing if he can stay healthy. Obviously, I think he has something left in the tank if the injuries haven't got to him and he's kind of started put, you know, thinking about other things and putting football to the side. But um, I think this would be a great option as well. Next guy I got on the list that, that stood out to me, Duke Johnson. Uh, Third-round pick in 2015, I think everybody knows uh, who Duke Johnson is, 28 years old. Obviously, the running back room is a room that we could bolster. I think right now we don't have um, a lot of versatility in the back backfield at this point. Obviously, we've got a bulldozer um, in Mike Davis. And he actually, you know, especially when, when he played against the Falcons last year, showed the ability to catch out the backfield. But you, you wouldn't look at him and say this is a guy that, you know, we want, you know, catching, you know, five passes out of the backfield a game. So that's certainly somebody that uh, Duke Johnson is certainly somebody that we could add. A true pass-catching running back um, is something that we could add to that group. 
never been able to really break out of that committee role, uh, the committee running back role that he's always been in. He's always been um, part of a two or three grouping of running backs. Um, and you know that's what he'd be here. So I think it would be a great you know great option to add him uh, to that group. He's he's caught 44 or more passes in every season except in 2020. Uh, so I think he would serve as the perfect role player uh, for what we need uh, at running back in the backfield. I think he would complement Mike Davis and Quadre Olison very very well. Uh, next guy on my list is another uh, running back. Uh, everybody's gonna know who this name is. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell. Um, superstar. His body of work speaks for itself. He's 29 years old right now. Dual threat runner. Uh, he's obviously done it all, and he's capable of doing truly anything. I think he bolsters that that running back squad um, a ton if he's got his mind right. You know, there's always been a lot of question around him in the locker room. You know, issues that he's had. He likes to br- blame his surroundings. Just saw a clip the other day. He was talking about how he'd never, ever want to play for Andy Reid again. There's nobody on that squad that's saying that. So um, it sounds like he's the only person um, that seems to have a problem with him. I think think at this point they wouldn't be as good as they are if there was a bunch of issues with his coaching and how he handles things. Um, Everybody on that squad seems to absolutely love him and his cheeseburger-eating habits. Um, So I think Le'Veon Bell could certainly be an option for us. Um, if he can, uh, you know, if they, if the team feels that he's not going to be a liability, uh, from a locker room perspective, um, he can obviously do it all. And, uh, I think he'd be a solid addition for us. Um, another guy that pops out on this list, Richard Sherman. It's crazy to think that Richard Sherman is a free agent. (laughs) He is older. He's definitely, you know, out of his prime of his career. Um, a lot less shit talking, uh, over the past three, four years, 33 years old, we could definitely use a veteran presence in that cornerback room. Uh, Richard Sherman has always been a you know a player that um, has has been a how to describe this. He's always been a player that lifts up the folk the the people the teammates around him. Uh, everybody that's his teammate tends to love him. He's a guy that always uh, tends to say the right things when it comes to talking about his teammates and his perspective on working together as a as a unit. He always seems to bring a cornerback uh, room together. So I'd certainly like to have him. Uh, the cornerback uh, room that we have is extremely young. Our best player at corner is A.J. Terrell, who's going into his second year in the NFL, which is sad to say. Uh, so adding some veteran talent um, in Richard Sherman would be uh, awesome. Now, last year he did miss 11 games. Um, so there may be some, some question about how healthy he can be as an older guy um, at this point in his career, especially uh, you know playing a role that you know cornerback role is an injury role, injury prone position to play. Uh, but I do like the idea of adding Richard Sherman on a one year deal and seeing what he has left in the tank, and kind of the same thing with Justin Houston. If he um, you know if he plays well, uh, ex- extend him and keep him in that locker room to uh, you know make sure that these younger guys. Um, have kind of that assistant uh, coach, teammate, um, if you will, um, that they can go and talk to about tips, pointers, and uh, how to play the game. Another cornerback here on my list, Brian Poole. Uh, All Falcons fans listening are going to know exactly who Brian Poole is. Brian Poole was here, and he did really well when he was here. He started playing in kind of a nickel role as a cornerback. 
um, which obviously would be you know great for for this squad and what we have there at corner um, today in today's NFL about 60 percent or plus of your uh, defensive personnel packages are um, a nickel package um, because it's such a pass-driven league now and the goal is to not get beat on long plays. So adding Brian Poole makes a lot of sense. Um, He's somebody that's been here before. He's somebody that can steal ball. He's been with the Jets and he did well there. He's just kind of a journeyman uh, cornerback. Uh, there's not a ton of upside to him, not a, not a lot of downside to him. Uh, but I loved Brian Poole when he was here. I'd love to see him come back um, and play in the exact same role um, that he played in before. So those are just some of the guys on the list that stood out to me um, when I was you know, looking at some of the guys that we could sign. I definitely think it's possible that we could sign you know, multi- two of these guys on this list on some one-year prove-it deals. It just depends on what the, you know, what the Atlanta Falcons want to do. And some other guys that popped out on the list, I won't dig too deep into them, but Melvin Ingram's one of them, Golden Tate, Adrian Peterson. So there's a lot of solid guys on this list, a lot of solid veterans that you could add to this squad. But guys, you know, this is why I was raving about why it's not such a bad thing to get rid of Julio Jones. Because you know, right now, obviously, none of these guys are. We're not going to go to the Super Bowl next year. Probably not going to go to the Super Bowl the next year after that. And none of these guys are going to make us a you know a Super Bowl uh, contender team. But here's the thing. Here's what's going to happen. So next year, we're going to have about I think 17, 18 million in cap space to uh, to um, sign some people. And then the year after that, we clear 19 million in cap space in 2023. So what you're doing is you're getting this squad ready to be one of those teams that can be contenders. And when we're going to have early pickings, right now we're getting the last of the litter, but in 2019, or excuse me, in 2023, 2022 too, but 2023 is when we're really going to be able to go and add those pieces that are going to make us a, you know, a, a Super Bowl contending team. Okay, We talked about this before on some of the other episodes. The best NFL teams are made up of great draft picks and a couple of veteran players and players that were from free agency that that, get, that give him that boost to be a Super Bowl contender. Go and look at all of them. Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Cleveland Browns. Um, all these teams are – Buffalo Bills. All these teams are made up of good draft picks and a couple of guys, several guys that they signed out of free agency to take them over the hump. And that's the position that we're going to be in as a football team moving forward because we got rid of Julio Jones. If we didn't get rid of Julio Jones, we're going to be right back in the same position that we've been for the next three years, tied to the uh, to the salary cap, not being able to sign anybody, not being able to go out there and get the guys that are going to take us to the next, you know, the, the, take us to the next level and, and get us to that Super Bowl contention, you know, conversation. So. This is the good that comes out of getting rid of Julio Jones. Now, none of these guys are Julio Jones. I obviously know that. I completely understand that. But the recipe that we had as a roster was not working. Look at the past several years. Okay? We're not going to lose more games because we got rid of Julio Jones. We won like, what, four or five games past several years. I mean, in those seasons. It, it's pathetic. We're, not, we're you know We cannot keep using the same recipe that are the failed regimen before used. You should not want this new regimen to use the exact same recipe that they that the former regimen used. You want them to approach this differently. 
and that's what we're doing. So there's a lot of good out of this, guys. Some solid guys here on this free agency list. I definitely wanted to have this conversation because it's a hot topic. A lot of guys are talking about who we should sign and what makes makes the most sense. Those players that I listed out um, make a lot of sense to me to sign uh, on this roster. Um, and there's some other guys. I could be completely wrong. There's a ton of people on this list. Again, I just looked at this list and said, I'm going to pull a couple names and talk about why that potentially the Falcons could sign them and why they would make sense. And I think those are some of the guys that are probably at the top of their list um, when they're having these discussions at Flowery Branch over there. So, um, solid guys on the list. Message me, man. Let me know uh, who you think we might uh, sign at, You know, out of the free agency list that you see. Because, again, there are a ton of big names that you could add as role players and veteran players um, to bolster your team and uh, help out your roster. That is a wrap on episode 19 of the Heads Up Podcast, going through uh, some of these uh, free agent options that we could potentially look towards uh, to bolstering our roster after trading Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans and clearing uh, $15 million in cap space. It's going to cost us about uh, $7 or $8 million to sign our 2021 draft class. Uh, it'll leave about $7 or $8 million uh, to go out there and sign one or multiple uh, guys that we have here. Let me know who you think we should sign. Um, out of everybody on this list or if you come across some other guys uh, that you think are good options a lot of weak areas so there's a lot of good points to people that we should sign Uh, guys you can follow me on instagram at atlanta falcons podcast you can find me on facebook heads up in atlanta falcons podcast and unfortunately i got weak you can find me on twitter now at heads up pod atl again that's at heads up pod atl i think that's right i'm looking yes heads up pod atl you can find me on twitter now as much of a cesspool and negative and nasty world that twitter is um, there's a lot of good stats on there there's an easy way to follow along with sports and what's what's happening um, out there uh, so you can find me on twitter uh, guys make sure you subscribe uh, to the podcast leave a review if you enjoyed it if you didn't re- enjoy it Uh, Leave a review because you feel bad. Leave five stars. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening.